Real news. True, honest, and not fake news. Welcome everyone back to another edition of of We're All Sick podcast. <laughs> AKA Real News Uncensored. <laughs> yeah, I got I got the fuck flu. No, I don't. Yeah, the fuck flu. How'd you get no. that? I was I was at the clubs. No, no I, don't. I don't have AIDS. This was a that we know of. I cannot prove or disprove that theory. I don't know. Why don't you get yourself tested? Oh God, how do they do those tests? Uh, probably blood tests. They they probably go and take your blood and they compare it to AIDS, that, or they put under a microscope, or they have like some sort of gram stain. They have all these like crazy, these crazy medical doohickeys and tested pretty well they can you know they they got the skills to pay the bills yes good rhyme there uh but anyway back to the real real news the story top story of the week um which is kind of unsurprising but surprising at the same time this is our top story but the philadelphia eagles uh, who, of course, won the Super Bowl. We're supposed to go to the White House for the traditional you know, Super Bowl champs visiting the White House business, meet the president, do all that sort of stuff. And many of them RSVP'd it, but then at the last second, they all dropped their RSVPs. Only a few were going to go. So Trump canceled it because nobody wanted to come. Of course, the media spun this as, oh, Trump's so mean and terrible. He's not letting him come to the White House. How, you know, un-American he is of them. Blah, blah, blah. Now, I'm going to say, like, if I was a football player, I don't give a shit who's president. I would go no matter one, because that's the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to actually meet the president and be in the freaking White House. So, uh, I don't know. If, if Obama was there, I don't know. I, I would have gone. I would say, what's up, my man? Let me tell you why you're uh, wrong on foreign policy. You know, well, I say, like, so, so I guess I'm, like, you know, spit on my hand, but... You like ever see Yeah, like, oh, feel the force. No, I wouldn't do that, but I'd probably go and like say something to him to upset him. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. <laughs> but here, here's the irony: is like the Eagles. This is the first time they've won the Super Bowl, so they should enjoy this because they're probably not going to win again. I mean, they might win next year, so they don't have to make this decision all over again. But you guys haven't won a Super Bowl, okay? I, I the Eagles are my team. Like I'm from, you know. The air, the Philly area, and so I root for them. But you guys haven't won a freaking Super Bowl, so you know you should kind of take advantage of this while it lasts, because <laughs> it might not happen again. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. just my take. You know, they think that like you know Trump. Of course, they want want to go meet with him. It makes sense. What was that? Sorry, it cut out. They think they think that Trump is Hitler's. Oh yeah. You know, I'd be like, oh, you know, this guy, he met him. But even if they didn't like Trump, I don't know why they wouldn't have came in and just been like, yo, you racist, or like, you know, why are you yelling us for kneeling on the playground or whatever the heck they call the sports, <laughs> playground. sports field? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, see, here's the thing. Everybody's saying, oh, Trump's dividing the country. No, it, in this context, it's either... You know, in every context, there's the fucking media. The media is the biggest divider, and the players are dividing it by, you know, America, by not coming to the White House. And they probably all disagree with Trump, but that's fine. Can't they just go and talk to him and meet with him and hash things out? 
you know, it's it's going to be a fun, you know, celebrational thing. But they could also talk to him on things they disagree with. You know, it's like fucking David Hogg and the um, oh god, the, <laughs> the oh he's like bragging about hanging up on Trump, like yeah, like we'll <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Uh, so yeah, I cut you. Like I cut. Yeah, you, you cut me. You cut me. Or then, like, look at Kim Kardashian. You know, she was she goes to the White House to go and talk to Trump, and like, you know, and yet she, she voted for Hillary and support Hillary. Yeah, you know, but that's what happens when you have people. Things will happen. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. What happened with uh, Kimmy K? <laughs> yeah, Kimmy K. Yeah, but yeah, that's the thing. It's like that pissed me off. Like that immediately lost any little respect and credibility I had for the Parkland gang because I was just like, you know what, you guys really, really don't give a shit about trying to get something honestly done through the federal government. Because if you did, you would have, you wouldn't have hung up on Trump. You would have talked to him. And you have gotten something done. So, well, you know, that it's so unproductive when they do shit like that. It pisses me off. Well, you know, it feels like a forced meme. Like, have you ever <laughs> seen them? Like, they, they try to get on four chance, like, like, make me a meme. It feels like one of those. It's like, <laughs> no, it's not organic. It's like Share Blue or whatever the name of that group is. Oh, the, Sharia Blue? <laughs> no, Share Blue. That's like I know, that's the meme for it. It's Sharia Blue. Yeah, like it's, it feels like something like created by one of those groups is like, okay, we'll meme it, and he'll become like the new spokesperson. It was just so unorganic. You can tell these this person was like crafted. Yeah, out of all the people there, and he wanted to be in CNN stuff. And there's, you know, like uh, fifteen hundred people in that school, and you know, he's the uh, manufactured meme. Him and the uh, Emma girl. Yeah, and then you have uh, the Kyle Kashuv, and he's like. The exact opposite. He just yeah. kind of manifested. And you can tell the difference between a you know a, a real a real natural born meme, and then you have this like factory stuff. You know, it's the difference between you know organic uh, you know hamburger versus like McDonald's frozen <laughs> like extracted from a cow on the molecular level. Yes. Yeah. Because you did you um uh well I'll I'll, I'll bring up two things. Beef? What. You know, where's the beef? <laughs> we yeah, got the beef. You know, I, I don't. I think I know who's got the beef, and it's not these like uh, forced memes. <laughs> yeah, because that's big. Their college tours after this, it's like yeah, yeah you know, that, that, that does suck. You you went through a horrible thing, but then we're going to reward you with like these college tours. It's just like okay, and then like what makes him different than the other like. You know, several hundred people who were involved with that. What makes him different is that he is, uh, he was, he's made for TV. I don't think, you know. Um, oh, like, unless you look at his, uh, like, that's, you want to talk about incels? Like, <laughs> if you actually have seen the stuff on his Reddit. Oh, it's spicy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's some pretty, pretty, uh, not risque shit. <laughs> Well, yeah, like, it, it keeps making me think of, so what do you, like, Maybe. most of my, to get a girlfriend, and kept, like, talking about my girlfriend, all this other stuff, and, you know, <coughs> it, it's pretty sad, and he has, like, these suicide jokes on there, I think I, and listen, you know, we're all kids, and, you know, some people do like that, yeah, that's fine, you know, everyone has their garbage, mm. but, like, I don't know, it just seems a little bit weird, that when you like try to go take away my rights and then like every time anyone tries to 
go in and say, no, we don't want our rights taken away. He sets off like a, a media witch hunt to go and like uh, destroy them, get all their financial backers out. He goes and like the the die in protest. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's just it's very upsetting. But uh, well, did you see he got a little taste of his own medicine? Oh, what happened? He got fucking swatted. Oh god! Oh yeah, I heard about <laughs> that. Well, see, that's not good. You know, people should no, be swatted. No, that's very know. dangerous. You know, you know that's. And that that probably didn't really help anyone out, but and I wouldn't be surprised if who did that. What and was then, that? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if it was someone on that. And it was oh, four chan. No, no, like no, someone on the left. Like, oh, yeah, control. You, you see up. this? You see this happen like sometimes with, with people. I mean, I'm not saying it is. It could just. And there's a lot out there who are just radical. You have these like people on both sides who have uh, particularly. Uh, violent and uh, crazy uh, ideologies yeah and i want i just won't be surprised if it was someone on the left to go and cause backlash on someone on the right i don't know who said it whoever did they should be caught i i really have no respect for anyone who would do that we've already had deaths over there yeah and, <clears throat> and i think that swatting it's it shows the problems of our police within this country that we can do that. Like you don't yeah. see any other country that can really people like they do in America. Yes, like, swatting is a, yeah, yeah. You like, sorry, it, continue. It's like deadly in America. You know, yeah. You, you might swat someone. It's like, oh hey, you know, uh, what's going on over here, like Canada, or you know, they're probably just better off sending a thousand pizzas to your house. That's probably what happens. But over here, you know, we have people like die, their dogs yeah. get shot, they have, like get flashbangs through their house. And then the one guy like it was over like some Call of Duty game yep. on here. That was the infamous case. Yeah, the dude died and he some guy gave him like the wrong address. And then they went to his someone who wasn't even involved's house. Like <clears throat> how screwed up is that? Like I think our police, like, you know, our SWAT our SWAT team, like emergency people, they need to do a better job of assessing the situation. Yeah. If it's just some random guy's house in the middle of the day and you don't like, you know, if there's like a SWAT sort of situation going on or someone's like uh, having someone hostage or like running around with a gun, the neighbors would be talking about it. Yeah. You'd see it wouldn't just be a regular house on a regular commotion. Like I know at least in my neighborhood, you know, when someone themselves there's like the whole neighborhood comes in yeah yeah people know about that shit when it happens like there was a shooting near me like everybody's talking about sort of deal well yeah like if something crazy is gonna happen people you know you have to go and do your situation report and the people in charge of these SWAT teams you know for whatever reason they're just not doing their home and that's really dangerous not even just for swatting but just in general you need to do your your due diligence that's why you have like I think it was uh, this week or last week, I don't really remember which, there was some police officer at a nightclub who did a backflip, his gun fell out. <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard he about that. He tried to retrieve the gun, they end up shooting someone. Like, come on. Like, and, then, and then we have people on the left, you, you know, like your, uh, what, what's that campaign? Uh, the Black David, Lives Matter. No, the, the David's in charge of. Oh, March for Our Lives. Yeah, the March for Our Lives people, they're like, the only people who need police but then he had the police who were probably drinking at a bar and even if he wasn't acting foolish doing like a backflip 
and then shooting someone. You know, if this was like a regular gunner, yeah, band guns, but this is a police officer. The Dude, police... if this was an NRA member, oh my god, <laughs> you wouldn't hear the end of that shit. It's a police officer. These are police. They're supposed to be like, no, I don't trust. Like, see, this is why I don't trust the police guns myself. Often, you know, these police, and then you have that other guy who was a, a couple months ago. And they got like a call that someone had a gun in a hotel room, and it was, I think it was like an airsoft gun, and they were oh, like God. drinking. Like, I don't know if you saw that one, but no, the, oh no, this was like this was really bad. Like you know, usually with these sort of cases with like people getting shot, it's usually you can see that it most of the time it, it's the people's fault that they end up like escalating it. But this guy, he tells them like go on their knees and like sort of. <coughs> Like Final Destination, sort of uh, like a Twister game, and then when he stood <laughs> up, like they, he shot him like five times with a fucking rifle. Jesus! Police, it was like a SWAT police officer, and the dude got off for it. That's what pisses me off. Jesus! If this happened with anyone who wasn't a police officer, they'd be in jail for the rest of their life. And he, this guy had so many options to get rid of to make sure he didn't have a gun. Yeah, you know, you could go and have. You have like one of them stand over there, and then like you put the handcuffs on them, and then like uh, you have the other guy wait like hands down or whatever. Then you handcuff them, and then you know it'd be pretty. You won't be getting shot. Like there's so many ways you could easily have done it differently. But and this was on dash cam. This was on body cam, so you can see this. Yeah, I forget the name of the guy. But this is like one of the most cases of uh, police brutality I think I've seen. But because. It was a white guy who got shot. You don't see riots going out. Yeah, which is what pisses me off because the media amplifies these, you know, free cases of, you know, uh, black people getting shot by cops, which is statistically way less likely than white people. And they, 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 you know, inflate it and it becomes this whole, you know, manufactured outrage. And it's, you know, it's totally unproductive for society because it makes people... <coughs> overly reactionary and then you get the shit this hat you know this crazy shit that happens but the irony of this thing is you know where the parkland kids say oh only cops should have guns and whatnot do you fucking realize it was the cops with the guns and the fucking fbi that fucked up and basically let your school get shot up you know it's it's pretty much there and of course it's always this fucking crazy kid that shot him up it's always his fault you know absolutely but Who's also to blame is all the people that fucked up the could stop it like fucking 50 times. And that, that's why I'm 100% pro let concealed carry teachers carry in schools because they will be the plan B. They will be the ones that will give you a greater chance of survival. So, you know, fucking David Hawes and all those people. I, I understand why they are becoming activists. I understand. Don't get me wrong. I, if I was in that situation, I would want it to. I want something to change to stop this from happening. But there, like you said, there is a manufactured feeling about this because they are all good for TV and good for marketing and branding. You know, Emma Gonzalez has a very unique look about her that sets her apart. And well, they want to play, like, diversity, like, uh, you know, with her, like, you know, with yeah. David Hockey's, like, the straight, well, I, well, I'm not well sure we think, that. we think. Well, no, I, I, I don't know, I, I'm not, he's the white guy, so he's yeah. going to appeal to, like, you know, and then, like, Emma Gonzalez, she'll appeal to, like, uh, you know, the 
Hispanic market and like the LGBTQIAPP2 plus. Yeah. I think I'm forgetting a, like a kink. Did you get, did you, <laughs> the K for kink. And the yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a thing in there. That's that's apparently. Yeah, you're it. not wrong. You're not wrong. It's, it's very progressive now to have kink in there. <laughs> but, you know, they had to have two of them. Yeah. Yeah, and, and she has a somewhat of a she has a pretty good charisma for their side. David Hawk has terrible charisma, but he's got oh, a he face has, for TV. He's got terrible no, he keeps doing these terrible optics too. Like you see him doing like <laughs> the, the armband arm and then like the salute thing. <laughs> well, because they can't control they couldn't control I, that's the thing that shocked me. Because I, I think there are some people, you know, these leftist uh, organizers that you know that sort of uh, push these people to where they are. Like they'll give them help. They'll push them to do this sort of thing. Because you know, the whole March for Our Lives thing is very well organized. It's very well put together. It's definitely done by you know a, a, um, a left you know liberal organizing. Um, you know. Yeah, uh, these kids aren't doing this themselves. They're getting yes, help. Yes, it, just say it better. Yeah, they're getting help from big dogs, and. Yeah, he does these things that, like he said, are really bad optics. I'm shocked he, they they might have fucked up when they picked him. I think I think they fucked up. Well, yeah, like you see, well, yeah, you've seen his stuff like on the Reddit. Yeah, like that's some pretty spicy stuff. Yeah. Like you know, they I think they picked him because his dad was like a CNN was CNN agent. It was something like that. Yeah, you're right. He had some relation to CNN, <laughs> and that's why I think he probably was. Uh, he just so happened to be the emerging voice for that, and then the probably the mainstream left they probably chose Emma because they realized she appeals to a bunch of other people. But well, here's my problem too. Like he also did a, I think it was today or the other day. It was Twitter. He had his like five points. Oh God! Like, did he have like fourteen points? That <laughs> <laughs> was like gun control. He had those like talking about like five, like ban, ban assault weapons, uh, digitize like the uh, gun registry or whatever digitize mm-hmm. and then like ban a uh, high capacity magazine and oh. the funny thing is like those two they had that santa fe shooter and he did it with a shotgun and a revolver yeah a pump yeah. action shotgun like you know that that wouldn't change anything with that mm-hmm. he got from his dad none of his things would have stopped the santa fe shooter so obviously that's working and then it was like have the cdc do more like a uh, gun gun things. Well, they actually did do a gun thing that proved that, like, every year there's a million from, like, law-abiding civilians that prevented other crime. Guns save between 500,000 and 1 million every year, but no one's talking about that. Yeah, it doesn't fit the narrative. Oh, yeah, and and that's what upsets me, because the reason that that we have such a hard time is that we have very few media out there that'll actually go and like push conservative activism and that'll have to and that's, that's a whole nother topic that i think oh yeah that'd be about. a foundry right there but it's not but, even just conservative activism well, it's just it's just the facts they don't even want to tell you the facts they don't want to inform you on issues and explain stuff and they don't want to figure out the core of the problem well no like the right keeps playing defense and it, it'll never get anywhere that way the right has traditionally you know, it's it's not been a forward-thinking party because they're just too busy defending. But either way, I think we're starting to get a little bit off off track. Yeah, we're very uh, off track. <laughs> but that's but that's anyways. that's the spirit of the show, right? Oh well, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah. I think we could do a whole segment on 
uh, and we did have like a foundry up in up in the bakery coming <laughs> up about um, conservative activism. Yeah, it's in the uh, works. Last, very quickly, I was gonna mention. I want to mention this. Look at this picture I just sent you from David Hawk's Twitter. It's a new one. Like that's the biggest like diversity, you know, freaking like circle right there. You got David Hawk, straight white male, white girl, um, Muslim, uh, black guy, and some other. I guess maybe black or Hispanic black person. Yeah, I think I think it's, I think that's uh, the hair looks like she's uh, black. Yeah, unless she's culturally appropriating. <laughs> Well, yeah, like, of course, like, they're just trying to do these sort of, you know, this is, well, see, I, I don't want to, I, I know how to fix, like, I could do a better job of, like, organizing this stuff, but I'm not going to go and say it over here, because then. Don't give them ideas. I don't want to give them ideas, <laughs> but they would have been better, they'd have better options. Yeah, and David Hogg could uh, be a loyal listener to real news, you don't know. Uh, well, I don't think, well, now here, I don't, I just don't think that he's. If you're gonna have someone from there, like it seems like he's getting the, all the limelight, but honestly, like Emma would have been a much better, uh, like person to oh, do this with. Oh, she's a thousand uh, times better. Like, I mean, I, I'm not a. I mean, I I feel sorry that she had to deal with. I to, yeah. I just don't think. I think she would be better optics than David. Oh yeah, I totally I, agree. But I, I don't want to go and start giving these people ideas. Yeah. To, you know, I, I I don't like what their ideology is. I vehemently oppose. I like guns. I like freedom. And, How dare uh, you? Yeah, but anyways, uh, speaking of freedom. Yes, more the freedom. Supreme Court of the United States ruled in favor. Or not the gay, the straight bakery in the gay uh, bakery case. Yeah. Or the gay, the the gay homosexual marriage case. Yeah. Cake. <laughs> so that's a uh, 2 decision in favor of the Baker. You know, the fake news media said it was narrow, but what they really meant to say was is that uh, narrowly, like interpreted narrowly, not that it was a narrow uh, victory. Oh, is that what they were backpedaling it as? Yeah, that's what they're saying, but they just used that as a headline. Oh, this was like a narrow thing. No, them to two. That's uh, pretty. Like, you really can't mess with those numbers unless yep. you're going to be like full, uh, like UN, where it's like, <laughs> you know, you know, 25% of women are home. And it's like, well, shoot, you know, 70, so that's a nice way of saying. 70. And when they try to go make it out that like women are neg like, so, like more negatively affected by homelessness than anyone else. It, yeah. Unless you start playing these like statistics games, you know you can't really see that scenario. Statistics gymnastics. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, I know, cause it like I got that fucking notification when it happened. When I was on break at work, and it said the Supreme Court narrowly rules in favor of Christian Baker, and I hit it, and it's a fucking seven-two decision, and I was like, what? Where did they come up with this narrow yo decision? And then I saw the other like conservatives on Twitter like saying the same thing, and I was just like, I couldn't believe that. Like, well, that's just this is, terrible. This is, well, like, who did that? AP? Was that AP? I was shocked. Uh, who The people, I think uh, USA Today did it and AP. Or they're the ones I saw. I was shocked by AP. Because usually AP doesn't editorialize headlines with words like that. And I was disappointed in them for doing that. Because they're better than that. Well, yeah, that's bad journalism. You yeah. know, you need to go and say the facts. 
You'd say uh, majority decision. Just say seven-two decision. Yeah, or you could, yeah, that that'd be a perfect way, you know. And then in the next line, that you said it will be interpreted narrowly. There you go. But yeah. no, everything has to be like uh, these optics games, and no one calls yeah. them out on it. Who matters? You know, that's what really upsets me because we'll have like a bunch of people, the regular people, they have a problem with it, but the mainstream media moguls, they you know care they'll say this yeah. because no one's like no one in the mainstream who matters like says anything because they control the vast majority and you know if the right wants to go and win they need to start getting a couple more like what do we have like fox news and breitbart yeah and even breitbart at times can get a little bit you know even fox news like they can be a little bit silly at times yeah they can be silly and pc i remember when gavin mcginnis left fox he said you know he had a great video it's like top 10 secrets of fox news one of the things he says they're very pc and you don't really think about because you associate conservatives with being non-pc when you watch fox news they're very pc like this is maybe a you know i might be seeing something that wasn't there but i remember one of them was talking about berkeley they're like, oh, look at all the terrible, you know, riots that happened at Berkeley. I mean, they, 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 you know, didn't want Ann Coulter speaking, Ben Shapiro. They avoided saying the word, the M word, Milo. Like, they're just terrified of him. Like, I remember Milo jokes that, like, they're terrified to let him in the studio. Yeah, Tucker had him on, like, twice, and I was shocked by that. But, you know, even Tucker, I'm not a fan of. But Well, they, well here's Fox. They have a couple of big wig conservatives, everyone. You know, they're they're like a conservative slash independent. Yeah. You know, yeah. and then, then probably, and then they have a few people on there too. They're not much different than other people, but just because they have a few bigwigs are conservative, mm. that's why they that's why they are considered like a far right news outlet because they have one conservative voice who's not like just some, uh, you know, like a whipping boy. Yeah. Yeah, and they're very. People forget, but they're very establishment. Because remember during the primaries, when uh, Trump was running against, you know, Rubio, Loewen, oh, like Megyn Kelly on there. Yeah, they had Megyn Kelly and all that, but they were all except O'Reilly and maybe Handy. I don't remember during the time, but I think Handy was pretty pro-Trump. I think, I think he was. I think him and O'Reilly were pro-Trump, but a lot of them were pro-Rubio and pro all these other guys. Like they weren't pro-Trump. Fox as a whole wasn't pro-Trump. Oh yeah, they're just they're into it. So that like that's how they make, it, despite what the people want, and they had to go and <coughs> kind of appeal to Trump. Like they need to go and have another like pro like a real Republican new right wing news outlet out there who's not going to be PC. But the problem is, you know, who's going to host them? Like you know, yeah. Comcast and Verizon, and like mostly like you know, mostly those two are the big ones at least over here. They're all run by liberal elite. We need to go and have another like service, and you know, we have YouTube for that, I guess. <laughs> but that's soon going to be changed. You know, they're always trying to go mess with YouTube. Yeah, that's the problem. Is like Fox needs some comp, some real pro Trump competition, or even just some, you know, uh, just just a lot, a little less cocky competition, and. You know, they need to, um, you know, it's hard to get, like, let's say, you know, InfoWars or Breitbart or whatever on TV, but that's where YouTube has the, you know, the biggest, uh, you know, uh, chance for conservatives because 
that's where you see your Paul Joseph Watsons, your Stephen Crowder, Milo, um, you know, Stefan Molyneux, you know, all these different people that are right-wing populists on YouTube, and they have great success. I mean, the left is like non-existent in terms of political commentary on YouTube. It's basically dominated by the right, and this is where they always, you know, this is where the right's done very well. Now they can do better, and well, it's the... getting hard because YouTube is strangling them, and demonetizing them and you know keep you know, shadow banning them effectively on searches and the trending in the trending page so it's tricky but the internet's their best hope because the internet's the future and services like crtv which have gavin mcganis crowder uh they now have eric Boyle, bowling uh and uh they have phil robinson on there like that's that i'm crtv has great quality content that's gonna i think be the future for conservatives is something like that I think they need, I think they do need like a CRTV sort of thing because YouTube's also controlled by uh, Google, which is a uh, left-leaning, uh, extremely left-leaning organization. Uh, speaking about left-leaning mm. organizations, uh, Howard Schultz um, this uh, week. Oh, yeah, that guy. Down from uh, Starbucks, which is kind of expected after the whole uh, diversity, uh, the, the Starbucks coffee issue with like the, yeah. uh, was it like the two black people who like were sitting over there and then they they got called the police on and then they like sued the state or whatever in the city. <laughs> and then like Starbucks, you know, instead of like, because they've refused to purchase coffee. Like, yeah, I know places where, you know, if I don't, if I want to use the bathroom, I have to go and pay them. I have to go and pay them. Yeah. I have to buy yeah. some. But, you know, apparently you can just go into any store and not buy anything and, you know, just kind of chill out. Yeah, you don't even have to be a customer to use the store. But this is what, well, you know, Starbucks, they kind of did this to themselves. They want to appeal to the uber progressive uh, demographic. So they have to go and act the part. And I have no sympathy for them. You know, they, they made their bed and they went and had like a diversity, uh, like a summit sort of thing. <laughs> Where they had all of them get together, and they like, from what I was from what I was told, they just like watched these videos with like, uh, you know, white police officer, black. Uh, oh my god! Person, and like this sort of uh, whatever bias training they want to call it, and now this guy, you know, Howard Schultz. And the thing is, whenever you see these CEOs step down, what they don't tell you is nine out of ten times they have like. In their contracts, when they step down, they get like a shitload of money. Yep. Yeah, they're like, they still hauling cash for like a retirement or pension or fucking whatever. Yeah, like they get like it's called a golden parachute. Like when they leave, they just get like loads of money, and that's kind of sick because like this happens a lot. Like when you have like I think for even Toys R Us, uh, like recently, you know, they went out of business, and when their CEO stepped down. They had like the I think the FCC actually allowed it because he got like you know like a hundred million dollars or something for stepping down because like these companies they pay their CEOs so much like money and all these super crazy benefits mm -hmm. and you know we the regular people they don't really get anything from that yeah you know, it, it just hurts it hurts for everyone else because so much money goes towards the CEO the and they're only there for like a couple months usually. Like maybe a couple of years at the most, and they end up like leaving, and then with with their like leaving, then they get like just rewarded. They get rewarded, you know, if they do a good job or bad job, and that's yep. the, the happy thing. Yeah, yeah. And what's interesting is 
like you said, after it's kind of interesting seeing that after having their little controversy, which really was nothing because we talk, I think we talked about one of our uh, uh, past episodes where you know a company first of all private company has a right to deny service to anyone, which kind of connects to our uh, baking case, which we we really didn't talk about that. We talked about other shit, but you have the right to deny service to anyone because think about if you don't have that right. If you do not have the right to deny service, then you are a slave to the government. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, well, these days, they, you know, you can deny, you can't deny people service based on, you know, their race, sex. Uh, well, in this case, yeah. I guess you can, at least for, well, and that makes sense. And I'm glad that they did have that ruling because, yes. like, without that, you know, you could force people, you could force, like, a Jewish bakery to make a birthday cake to Adolf Hitler. Yeah. Yeah, and what's ironic is they never bring up, they never bring this up, but Crowder did a great video where he went to a Muslim bakery. And he said, I'd like to make a bake, bake a cake for uh, my gay wedding. They wouldn't bake it. They don't talk about that, but oh, it's those mean old Christians that are the real bad guys. You know, I, I mean, at the end of the day, if I was a fucking baker, just bake the goddamn cake. I mean, you're losing a customer for Pete's sake, but if that's your religious belief, fine because you're not really harming anyone you're just denying them service which should be allowed because like i said if not you're a fucking slave so i guess we'll you know the progressives are not gonna be pro-slavery well, indirectly well, <laughs> if they allow this you know what they could do possibly if they if they ruled in favor of the uh, gay couple what was that you know what they could do what like they could go into a catholic church and be like oh well we're gay and you have to marry us or else we'll sue ooh. you. Like, think about those implications. That's, ooh, somebody should they try that. Avoided that. Yeah, they she knows that. Yeah, that was the thing. They didn't address, you know, in this case, whether, you know, services can be denied, provides, you know, denied same-sex couples. But they, they, they were more or less ruling on the rights, that, you know, the, 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 uh, the laws that the Colorado had in place against this um, and how they treated the guy. So it's a little, it's a little tricky, and I understand why this is a tricky thing. Because, but people gotta remember the Civil Rights Act does not protect. Uh, well, no, I don't think it's tricky at all. I don't think it's tricky at all. In this day and age, there's so many alternatives available. No matter where you're at, you know, there's a Walmart down the street from just yeah. about everything. They could get a, a wedding cake there. You know, nine out of ten times, there's gonna be like a what a place you get a wedding cake. And you know, most most gay people, they're probably not living in like West Virginia. Or like some like a hick town like that. Yeah, they're in the not, city. Not, yeah, they're probably living in a metropolitan city, and they probably have places. And this, they have places now. You know, they probably only make gay cakes. You know, it's a free market. Yeah, you can, yeah. You know, like you shouldn't be. And, and like this is a the thing. They the guy wouldn't like this ruling doesn't say you know you go to a bakery and they won't bake you a piece of bread because you're gay. No, that's not what this means. They won't go make you know a cake that says that has so oh, you know two men kissing on it. Yeah, and that's yeah. fine. That that's perfectly appropriate. Yeah, yeah, and you, that connects they, kind of. Oh, sorry. You can go and it's just a customization. They won't go and cow to like you know if you want to go and buy just like a generic wedding cake and just buy like a gave like uh, two grooms, you could do that probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and this kind of connects back to the Starbucks thing. You know, because we're going to bounce back and forth on topics here. But w this is where I think now, I think those um, those sort of, uh, you know, denying of service protections are unnecessary. 
I understand the Civil Rights Act was fully necessary in the time, and I'm glad it was uh, created. But now, when you have these decisions on the gay wedding cake stuff, I think it's perfectly should be legal to deny service for the reason I you already stated, but also because if a bakery does deny service, and for whatever reason you think it's wrong, there will almost always be social media outrage within a fucking few hours. You know, with the Starbucks thing, there was, I, in my view, was ridiculous outrage because they were denying these people, you know, the service of the bathroom because they, they were fucking trespassing. They weren't customers. This wasn't a racial basis by any means. Um, you know, so in that case, I think the reaction on social media was stupid. But, you know, if there is something unjust now, social media is the way the people can bring outrage to something and address it. You know, if sometimes, like I said, it's hyped up overreaction, outrage, it's stupid, but it is there and it can fix it. Well, yeah, I think that the free market will fix, you know, most most issues in this, you know, you don't need to go and have all these like rules on who you can and cannot discriminate against because the free market will do a pretty good job. And we can see through Starbucks that it does a good job with that. So, I mean... There yeah. you go. You know, you want if like you know if you're like a little bakery and you you know in like a small town, even like you know it's it, it might not affect you, but chances are there's going to be a Walmart or another place that offers you the yeah. same service. And what's so, stupid about the Starbucks thing is because this is where people because I'm from Philly, like I said, in the area, and the Starbucks was in Philly, and they're arguing the Starbucks barista was racist. Do you fucking realize that Philadelphia? Is literally is probably the blackest city in America. Like it's ninety nine percent black. I know that's not I the actual know. statistic. Have you ever been to Baltimore? Oh, is it blacker? Uh, between like Baltimore and DC, uh, yeah. Really? Oh, they okay. But Philadelphia. I mean, I mean I've, I've never really been to Philly. I mean, you can go and look up these things on the internet, but it's probably uh, pretty close. Oh yeah, my ninety nine percent is not <laughs> is a, it is a total complete exaggeration. But the point is, when you go into Philly and you look around, it's mostly black, and so it's really hard to be racist as a barista at Starbucks because pretty much most of your customers are gonna be black. So that's what's silly about that. But uh, back onto the Schultz thing. What is interesting about this guy stepping down, this is why I include this in our show today, is he said in his letter to his employees on his, step, his uh, resignation that, you know, I'll, he said, quote, I'll be thinking about a range of options for myself from philanthropy to public service, but I'm a long way from knowing what the future holds, end quote. And I think that's a little interesting because I think he's leaving the door open and testing the waters and maybe even getting his name out there for a Senate or house run maybe even presidential i don't think he's got the charisma at, by any chance to do it but you know i don't know the fucking dnc could be pushing him for all you know because I, I don't think they would because of the scandal Absolutely. that's true he's I, a white he's a straight white man who just went through like uh you know it wasn't even him but they'll get him for anything and they're I don't think he's going to be doing that. He might go and fund like one of these like gun control groups or something like that, or like a pro-immigration pack. But he won't get into politics directly. He may be indirectly involved in politics. I agree. I I I'm predicting yes, indirect involvement in politics in terms of funding and pushing for groups. The most he would ever do, in my view, is a Senate or House run or even like a state level 
you know, government run. Like, that was the, that's the most I could see. But, yeah, it's probably going to be, like, some pack he's going to start and start doing shit. Because you see a lot of CEOs will do that. They'll either start packs as their CEO or, or when they get out, they do little shit. Like, next gen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those, those guys are just cringe. They are cringe. <laughs> All right. Want to move on to Kibby K? Oh, yeah. Like, speaking of cringeworthy moments. <laughs> well, it's not really the cringe of her, but it's the cringe of something else that happened that I got to talk about. But if any, you know, if anybody was on social media, they will know that Kim Kardashian West visited the White House and triggered the fuck out of people on the left and the right. Um, so she went, you know, people were going like, oh, what's Kim Kardashian doing in the White House? Well, she went to the White House to get a presidential pardon for Elise Marie Johnson, who's a 62-year-old grandmother serving a life sentence for a first-time non-violent drug-related offense, which she did, like, in the 90s, they put her away. And Trump, you know, met with her, and they did a little photo op, like all people who visit the White House do, especially famous people. But anybody visits um, Daddy God Emperor Trump does a photo op with them. And... Before anybody calls me and, you know, anybody else on this show out for, oh, you're the guys that say, you know, let's not care what celebrities think about politics. You are the guys that think, you know, celebrities are virtue signalers and that celebrities shouldn't be policy experts. Well, I want to address that and say simply that, yes, that's all true. I believe that. But what Kim Kardashian did here was the opposite of all that. One, she didn't fucking virtue signal. She actually went to the fucking person that could get something done about this and actually got it done because Trump today uh, commuted uh, Elise Marie Johnson, which basically means she ends her sentence but doesn't erase it off her record. So she got something done by doing this. She wasn't virtue signaling. And we're not looking to her as a policy expert on prison reform. She probably talked to Trump about that, which is okay. I mean, she's a citizen. She can talk about it with him. But we're not going to treat her like an expert. I'm certainly not. And, of course, I bring this up because, you know, the, the great, smart, ooh, I'm so smart, Ben Shapiro was being a cuck about this on Twitter where he said, celebrity worship is stupid, whether it's done by Obama or Trump. Oh, Ben, you're so consistent. And he said, if you mock Obama for bringing in George Clooney to talk Middle East policy, and you're celebrating Trump for bringing in Kim Kardashian to talk with her and for him, you're doing it wrong. Nah, 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 nah. Celebrity activism should be de- demurred to actual experts, not treated as experts. I'm not questioning her motivations. I'm questioning the President of the United States for doing photo ops with her. This isn't particularly complicated. And like I just said, this isn't a photo op. This is what they always do when people visit the White House, because it's a very special things so if somebody takes your picture there. And like I said, we're not treating her as an expert. And these are all tweets that Benji put out and Candace Owens was shooting back at her and Candace Owens did, or, or at him, sorry, I screwed up gender. How dare I, I'm a bigot now. But Candace Owens was 100% right on this and she basically kind of said what I said. Um, and, you know, Kim Kardashian did nothing wrong here, I think. <laughs> I think Benji was the cuck here. Uh, what do you think about this, Mr. Alex? Well, see, <clears throat> with this issue, I think that, um, well, this was this was a, a fine decision by Trump because, like, listen, she's 62 years old, a nonviolent drug offender, and a black person, and, they're, and they always keep saying how Trump's so racist and this yeah. kind of 
you know, this helps him with that. And, you know, it's not really that big of a deal. It's not like she was a murderer or something. It, yep. It's just like it's there's a lot of gain and very little to be lost with it. And I think that's a fine decision on his part. And I think maybe this was, you know, when uh, Tr- Kanye started to go and, uh, you know, be friends with Trump. This was probably like a quid pro quo behind the scenes sort of thing going on. <laughs> I think that's fine. And it might help a little bit with the black Fed, although they, I, I don't think in any, in any, you know, maybe in the next like 30 years, it's not going to change probably longer than that. You know, black, black people just don't vote Republican as a block like they do for the Democrats. Mm-hmm. This might help get a couple percentage increase, but you know, right now, that that's not really that big of a deal. Like you look at the demographics in the country, they're you know they're not growing like as much as uh, the Hispanic of it. So we should be looking more to do something about that. Like if he's going to be virtue signaling to anyone, I don't think this was a bad decision. This was a fine decision. Uh, but my only concern is I don't want this to go and start spiraling into like that. Uh, well, you weren't there for Gamergate, but they had something called Not Your Shield. And that's kind of what led to the end of Gamergate, as everyone more or less knows it. And uh, yeah, that's a dis- that 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 whole topic's a discussion for another day. So that's like hour long discussion. But um, with this, I think it was fine. I think Ben is just being, you know, uh, uncultured, cooperative. Yeah, it's just being uncooperative. I think he's just trying to go jab at Trump. You know, he didn't even partner. Just gave her commission. She's out of jail. She's 62 years old. She's probably not going to do too much no matter what happens. And there'll be another thing that Trump said that he did to help, uh, you know, a person of color. Yeah, you know what's funny is that I think all of the big pardons he's done have been mostly for colored people. Like, let's think. There's that boxer, which uh, where Stallone came to the White House and helped out. Colored people left are going to be pissed. I know. It's funny. (laughs) I know, I, I didn't say people of color. Uh-huh. Well, you know, that pisses me off too, you know. It's it's okay for the NAACP to have colored in its name, <laughs> but then, you know, and then we call everyone else uh, people of color, but when you say colored, you know, you're racist. Yeah, you're which racist. doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's but, but he pardons that black boxer, he pardons Dinesh D'Souza, and well, now the he black can... boxer has kind of been dead for a while, so I mean... Oh, yeah, really... it's a, that's true. It's a, a post... Post, like it's uh, just a virtue. That's just a virtue signal, but it's a good optics virtue signal. Yeah. Like there's times, I think, <coughs> there's times when it's beneficial to virtue signal, but <laughs> nine out of ten times it's not. Yeah. Yeah. To be clear, that was a post posthumous pardon of the black boxer, but then he did do the pardon of Dinesh D'Souza, who's an Indian uh, conservative activist, and then of course he does this. Uh, Commute, uh, commution. I don't even know the word you'd use for that, but commuting of this uh, lady. So, you know, noted racist Donald Trump again. You know, helping out black people and uh, all and other colored people. How dare he? So, you know, I think Kanye again um, is an interesting guy. We need to keep following because he will have. He is the one that will pers- persuade and change. Um, the black vote to uh, positively for Trump that more than anyone. Uh, and Candace Owens is also, I would put as number two or three in helping that. But it's an interesting thing to follow. You know, I just, the, the reason I really bring this up is I'm getting so annoyed with these 
quote-unquote conservatives that think they're smart and intellectual, like Ben Shapiro, who illustrate more and more why they're not that smart and why they and that they just don't get it. They don't get that culture is always upstream from politics. They don't get it. They don't want to get it. And it's because to them, everything's about logic and facts. They think, oh, logic and facts is how you persuade people. No, it's through emotions. It's through and through culture. And when something doesn't fit into their logical consistency, their way of looking at things, then, well, it must be preposterous. It must be ridiculous. This doesn't, you know, it doesn't, that's illogical. It doesn't make sense. Well, Benji, people are illogical. Like 99% of the things we, 90, not 99, it's a bit of an exaggeration, but 90% of the things we fucking do, decisions we make are illogical and emotional. So what do you fucking expect? You know, the only guy that truly, only the, the two guys that get culture the best living right now are Trump and Milo. Those guys get culture, and they're very successful. Uh, so that, 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 that'd be a good foundry on there is conservatism and culture. Uh, and that's where, you know, conservatives always fail. Because <coughs> they, they fail because they don't get culture, they don't get involved with culture, and that's why you fucking fail. And that's why Trump was right to do with what he did with the f- football and the NFL thing. You know, you got to be a culture warrior if you want to really succeed. Yeah, I agree with you. My only concern with Candace Owens, though, and this is more of my concern with TPUSA, is on one hand they go and decry identity politics, but then they, yeah. like, have all these different, like, you know, the the Black uh, Women's Caucus and then yeah. the Hispanic Caucus, the Women's Leadership uh, <coughs> Activities. But, you know, and I, if they want to go and decry it, that's fine, but you can't be doing these two-faced things. Like, yeah. I mean, you can, but it it just doesn't help you. You look like you're talking at your ass when you say these things. Yeah. But, you know, she's doing good work, so it's fine. As long as they keep doing good work, I don't want to go and punch to the right too much. Like, yep. you know, like I, I just think that Ben Ben Shapiro, he can get on my nerves sometimes, but I'm not going to go and completely, you know, uh, counter-signal him because he seems like he does – for the most part, he's a force for good. He gets some people to go and listen, even if they're mostly conservatives. But I'd rather take a conservative than a leftist of yeah. pretty much anything. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem when I bitch about Benji right now is that I don't want to be punching to the right because that is, you know, that that's the problem with the right. We fight amongst ourselves and not against the left. The left is really good at unifying their forces together and punching at the right, you know. Say what you will about them, but they tend to do that better. And we were good at that during the election. But uh, right now, you know, everybody's kind of going back into their own little groups and doing more infighting and all that bullshit. So, yeah, I, Turning Point, I love the organization. They have done more conservative activism, you know, especially on campuses than any other group, you know, I've seen. They've been doing, a for, for the most part, a pretty good job. Some of their posters and slogans are a bit cringy, and I'd hope they improve them, make them less, you know, kind of corny. You know, if they do bear marketing, they'll be great, but people like Candace Owens are great. I remember when Paul Joseph Watson was tweeting out back in her early days, you know, before any of this yeah, big stuff. What? Paul Joseph Watson back in his early days? No, sorry, back in uh, her early days, Candace Owens. Oh, when okay. She, yeah, that was a little confusing, but when she was, <laughs> you know, kind of like a small YouTuber, 
and didn't have much of a big following. You know, Paul found her, was tweeting, tweeting her out saying, you know, this girl's a star, you know, follow her and watch her. I remember I saw a first few of her videos. I was like, eh, she's, she's got charisma, a little bit of charm here. It's interesting. She's a little too snarky right now, but I think she'll learn and mature. And, you know, I started seeing her a little bit, yeah, because I started following her at that point, and she definitely matured somewhat quickly. And I said, okay, this girl's a star. And I remember I was telling people, like, at the school I go to, I'm like, we got to get her here. She's a rising star. She's great. And that was before any of this Kanye stuff happened. Then, of course, Kanye tweets out those seven dirty words that shook the earth. I like the, I love the way Candace Owens thinks. And now she's become a megastar. And she's handled it very well, I have to say. She's very mature now. She was just on Joe Rogan's podcast. She did pretty good on there, except for a little shit when she was talking about climate change. But she was pretty good. She's a very smart girl, great speaker. She's exactly what this movement needs. But like you said, the turning point, you know, hypocritical identity politics stuff may not look too good, but I don't know if it's going to matter. But she is definitely a force for good. Like she's, she's fantastic. I really like her. Like, I don't know, we talked about forced memes earlier. <laughs> she kind of she has that vibe. And that's, I mean, that's a good thing that we're starting to go and like manufacture them, but it's the bad things. She kind of feels like she's been, you know, by Kanye, more or less manufactured, because before then, no one gave a crap. And then after that, the whole world did. Like, that's that's an example of forced meme. Uh, that's right? true, to an extent. But she did, <coughs> she had a pretty good following among, I think it just accelerated it. Because no, I think... Was, like, she wasn't on anyone's map. I didn't know who Candace Owens was. Really? You didn't know who she was? No, and then, like, Kanye West says... I I knew who she was for like quite a f- like um like for I'd say about uh six seven or eight months before that and you know like I said she was definitely a smaller YouTuber and smaller but she was starting to get around and whatnot but Kanye yeah you know then everybody knew about her but I would say like you know a fresh uh, you know a part of the right knew who she was but. Yeah, she is kind of a forced meme, but that kind of happens when shit like that happens. But she, like I said, <laughs> unlike David Hogg, she's handled it well and hasn't become a meme of herself in a bad way. Yeah, I, I mean, I think she's doing a pretty good job, and I, and I wish the best for her. But, you know, it, it's just been a very – it's just been pretty interesting. But uh, anyways, you hear what happened with that uh, guy in Virginia who's running for – Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> you want to talk about a forced meme? <laughs> yeah that guy's something else they had the uh forget what his name was and i thought that was pretty interesting because he saw which no one cared about like the left the left they're manufacturing a meme on the right like and they did this i think like richard spencer would be an example of like a force yes opposition meme they'd be like a uh was he's like, like the a new david forced, duke he's like he's... a force i'll call it like a forced straw man <laughs> Yes. Add that to the add that to the lexicon like a forced straw man. It's basically <laughs> a forced meme, but like where the other side creates that onto you. Like we had, uh, I guess, uh, Trigley. No, not even really. We, we don't really do a good job of that. No, she was I, a natural meme. Yeah, she was natural. Like we don't. We can't. We haven't really done. I haven't seen really any forced memes on the right. Although if you have any, put them in the comments. But yes. the left, the left is good at making forced straw men. And, like, uh, you know, Richard Spencer, definitely one of those. And then this guy from Virginia, which I forget his name, 
he's the uh, very, like this guy must he has some issues and he like he was into incest he wants to promote like an incest agenda he says that he's an incel he's a white supremacist <laughs> pedophile too yeah white supremacist uh, admitted pedophile he um, he's an inc- an, a violent incel and he like brags about raping his uh, ex-wife who then killed herself and then somehow this guy gets married again. I don't know how, you know, this is pretty bad. And the funny thing was, and the left won't tell you this, you know, he got sent to jail for, like, uh, making terroristic threats against, like, I think Obama or something. And then, like, uh, the governor uh, of Virginia, McLaughlin or whatever, he, like, uh, commuted or, like, part. I think he pardoned him so that now he has his voting rights and possibly even gun rights back. Oh, my God. Really and like you know, it's just like really scary. And this was done by the left. You want to go and talk about what causes problems, like with gun control. If you can just pardon people, and he and it wasn't just him. This governor pardoned like twelve thousand violent criminals so they could go and vote against Trump. Wow. Yeah. Like it was like on the eve of the twenty sixteen election. Yeah, they did. pull that shit all the time. And now he's and now they want to go and blame the right. Well, no, you know, guys were who allowed him to vote again because previously he couldn't vote or run for public office and now he's able to run for public office and somehow he got like I think he ran before and he got 2% which is scary that's scary you know an incest uh, incest loving rapist pedophile white supremacist uh, like person is now running for office Dude, that's oh, like yeah. that that fucking guy in West Virginia that was running on a Republican ticket, Blankenship. He was a um a ex CEO of some coal company, and he got like a bunch of uh, his workers, I think, killed. You have to fact check that. I mean, people, but he was, you know, he violated some regulations and rules that led to people getting hurt in some way, and he, you know, he went to jail for it. <coughs> and so he was fucking running as an ex con. He he. And, and people like voted for this fucker. Like it wasn't he. You, he got third third place. You know he didn't win the primary, obviously, but he he got votes. And like one of his you know voters said, you know I I voted for him because I won honest crook. I was like Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was kind of funny seeing the guy say that. You know I like an honest crook, but like it's still kind of scary. Yeah, people just vote for you know just crazy candidates, and then there's the one guy in. The uh, white was it the white supremacist guy from Illinois who ran like uncontested on the Republican yeah. ticket. Like, you know, even if you're in, like a complete liberal stronghold, come on, you got to have someone out there. And this guy was like denying <laughs> the Holocaust uh, with like interviewers. Like, it was pretty. It, it was pretty. Uh, just insane. pretty out there. I could get any sort. He could get on the ticket. And then, like, the Republican Party had to go disavow. I mean, like, this guy was. I saw his interview and I couldn't help but laughing. This guy's just so insane. I gotta see an interview because I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard shit about him. But uh, yeah, I think that was um, that's most of this week. Yeah, not much really happened, which is kind of why we delay this. Also, because you were dying yesterday. Yeah, but, I've, I've I've been sick, uh, pretty pretty messed up, and like I know that we had a. Uh, I mean, I guess they had those elections like yesterday or something. Oh yeah, those California elections were. Yeah. What was that? What were you saying? And I wasn't saying nothing. <laughs> you were letting me take the wheel there. And then my autism spurred out and I gave it back to you. Um, yeah, I didn't 
pay much attention to that because it sounded like who was expected to win did win. So I don't <laughs> think there was much fancy. The biggest thing is the midterms in November. Well, I think that they uh, like they avoided like a complete blue wave over there because there's actually Republican on the ticket. Yes. Two Democrats, and like I think there's a couple of them like in some of these like far off districts who end up getting some uh, like primary stuff in there. Yeah, something <laughs> like that where they basically I think got some really good guys. We like got, about it. Yeah, he did. They got some like pretty good guys like um on the ticket. Like, they'll never take California. Like, no. Unless they split California. Which is, but, I think is still a possibility because there's been many proposals and who knows how things could turn with that. Well, they should split it. It's it's just like the coastal elite are dictating the entire, like everyone else in the state. And that's why people are running away and they keep taxing and they keep doing all this like crazy leftist garbage in California. And it's not sustainable. Yeah. But um, anyways, yeah, I think that was that was a pretty interesting week. You know, you say there wasn't too much. I think there was a bit, you know, between the... Uh, yeah, the, there was more than I realized as this week started to come around. Yeah, like, I mean, we had the guy in Virginia, which you almost forgot about, the, you know, Kim Kardashian, uh, the SCOTUS ruling, Eagles a little bit, the, the Starbucks stuff. But uh, yeah, I think, I think that's about a wrap. Yeah. Yeah, that's it uh, for another edition of Real News Uncensored. Uh, as always, we'll be back on September 1st, I believe, uh, with the traditional Real News program on the line 90.7 FM. And, of course, on, online at theline.fm. So please tune in then. We get our full, nice, high-quality show. Uh, but until then, we'll see you in another edition of Real News Uncensored. See you guys later. Bye. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more Real News.